Hi, my name is Shamini Rajaratnam and this is Uncommon. Uncommon and Uncommon Clips are produced by Narelle, a unique digital agency. Head to narelle.com to learn more. That's N-E-U-R-A-L-L-E dot com. It's sort of, you can sort of see it in the roles that you had and obviously what was changing in the business from when you started in that I think up until 2011, Rushnell had been selling exclusively to chem and not chemists, dermatologists, doctors, Mm -hmm. plastic surgeons, physicians for 20 years. And you came in at the time where the business started going direct to consumer or was perceiving that at least. Was planning on doing that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was a it was a golden opportunity within the business where they were B2B business and they were starting to open that up quite dramatically. And part of that was the first step was going online and opening up that barrier. To, we, we had an online business, but it was a very convoluted way to, to buy. There were a lot of barriers to protect yeah. the professional relationships we had with our mm-hmm. dermatologist and, and things like that. And I came with that digital background. So it was really exciting. And then Richard Parker, our founder, had a vision of how do you provide the best experience, the most luxurious experience of rationale. And the only way for us to do that was to do it ourselves. And that's where the flagship, the bricks and mortar came online because he wanted to say this is the purest experience of rationale that you can have. And the only person or the only people that can show you that is rationale. Um, so that's where we like really diversified the, the channel um, strategies uh, and that more direct to, to consumer model happened. But in saying that, that was really challenging because the whole business was built on a B2B business. I was say. How do you then navigate through not losing the core of where all your revenue is built when you start opening it up and that exclusivity to the doctors ends as well? Yeah. So that was a, an incredible part where we managed to, to maneuver really well. And now the three channels actually work in synergy and work really well together. And last year, again, was a really good example of having the strength of the three um, allowed us to lever up different parts at at different times when things were locked down or, you know, doctors realized that the only way they could actually make a passive income was through skincare. Suddenly that part turned. Yeah. it was and massive. It was a really good opportunity for us to to change some behaviors and get them online and, you know, educate them through online platforms where we were having a lot of resistance because they had so many other things they had to, to focus on. When you came on board, what were the things that you realized you guys had to get right in terms of marketing and distribution channels that either weren't working or just weren't set up for the brand to start pivoting direct to consumer? I think a lot of it was the infrastructure. We were doing things so manually in, in, in the bigger sense of, of the word. Like, you know, we were using a lot of third-party suppliers for order fulfillment and, uh-huh. you know, warehousing and, and things like that. And it, it's hard to create a perfect experience when everything is so staccato in, in the sense of yeah. it, it's this takes care of this, this takes care of this, that the order flow or the, the whole experience was just not great and being able to do certain parts of the job i realized the pain points because when you're doing it over and over again you you're not able to step out and go god this is frustrating to do and one of those things would have come from i was working in the warehouse and i was stuffing the parcels and the satchels 
And I was just like, this is really frustrating. Like the box doesn't fit into the satchel really well. Like you're stuffing it in, it's tearing the, the sides, it's taking 45 seconds to do. And I just sort of turned to our warehouse manager at that time and said, can we get bigger satchels, like <laughs> an inch bigger? And I was just like, is there a reason why we use this size? He's like, oh no, we just bought that. And then the boxes changed sizes and we never really readjusted the size of the satchels. And I said, well, why don't we try? Can we get to get slightly bigger satchels? Yeah, right. um, and then, you know, that removed a pain point, for example. But yeah, I think it's the autumn the automation of a lot of systems. And I think that's when I moved into more of that operational role that I was able to see that we were doing things manually. And I hate when things are being done manually when they can be automated as yeah, well. And, but also that improves over time if you own all those different sections as well. Because mm. like you said, that it's one of those things that, you know, we get challenger e-com brands and they come to us and like, okay, is who's your fulfillment with? Who's your this with? Um, you're picking and packing. And, you know, I find that the best brands do everything but shipping. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is just indirectly me learning from seeing them go through the process. Now, it's not fun, you know, when you're a young brand doing that sort of stuff, you know, you're doing marketing and other activities, support in the morning, and then the afternoon, your whole day is just spent picking and packing, picking and packing. Yeah. Particularly during lockdown, it gets monotonous. But it just provides for a better experience. And I it, think it does. It does. It, it sounds like you got, you guys learned that along the way. We did. And I think, you know, what's the the only thing that can really differentiate you from from a big business? It's that customer service. It's that how do you this is the question I've been asking the team sort of the last two weeks. How do you deliver happiness to to yeah. a team? Uh, to to clients essentially we're still we're not a huge business we're not a small business anymore we still have that opportunity um so what can we do to to make them happy and part of it is better service and uh, i think sometimes we just fall into the the realm of um we forget the hustle we forget how to be a startup business sometimes and i think those startup businesses and that hustle that you have really propel you forward because mm. you'll do anything for your client because you can count on one hand how many clients <laughs> you have. Yeah, um, that's so and, true. And, and, and I love that from Ethan, right? Like he's on the phone and he's like, you know, this is July. And I'm like, are you July? <laughs> do you have people to do that? And he's like, no, no problem. Yep, we'll, we'll deliver that to you right now. No problem. You know, and I'm like, you have children to feed. Like, <laughs> how Please. are you delivering a suitcase right now? He's like, yeah, don't worry. I'll chuck her in the back. I'll drop off the suitcase and... You know, she can have a cucumber stick in the car. I'm like, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. 